0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Pursuit with James Griffin. Today we're talking about why we believe anything is possible and everyone needs a second chance. Hey everyone, welcome to The Pursuit with James Griffin. My name is Mike Anthony and I am the discipleship pastor here at Cross Point City and I am here with our lead pastor, James Griffin. We're back in the studio again, James. Back, glad to be with you, Mike. Are you enjoying it so far? Uh, so far, so good, man. It's a lot of yeah, fun, right? It's yeah. been a blast. All right. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Yes. So we're going to jump in. So far uh, in this season of our podcast episodes, we have talked through our mission statement, which is... To relentlessly pursue those far from God to help them know and follow Jesus... Perfect. All right. We, we're going to put I get them, that right. Yeah. We're okay, going to put them, so. on, yeah, put them on the
1: spot. I should know that by now. All
0: right. So we talked through our mission statement, really unpacked that. And then the last few episodes, we've been working through our strategy, which is gather, connect, engage, multiply. All right. James gets a gold star today <laughs> for knowing all those uh, I'll answers. i looking for my Starbucks <laughs> gift card. Thank you. Uh, all right. So we've covered a lot of ground, but now we're going to start to unpack what we call our core conviction statements. So, yes. Help kind of uh, paint the picture for us a little bit here, James. What do we mean when we say a core conviction?
1: Yeah. uh, So conviction statements for us, it's all about culture. You know, I think um, as individuals, families, if you think businesses and corporations, we're all known for certain things, you know, Uh, when our names come up. People's brains immediately go to what we do or hobbies we like, or you know, you bring up a a certain business, Chick Fil A, Apple. You know, your mind goes toward chicken, technology. Well, the same is true for churches. When when people bring up the name Crosspoint City Church, their mind goes somewhere, and we want their minds to go to these things. Right. Uh, We have seven conviction statements here things that we wanna be known for, and these really shape and define all that we do, every decision that we make. And so the seven statements, anything is possible, everyone needs a second chance, we need each other, suffering people are worth fighting for, giving changes people, we're all in full-time ministry, and then finally, service not status determines
0: greatness. All right. So we're going to unpack every single one of those in this episode. So hang on for the next two <laughs> or three hours. we're going to be then, here a while. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to break this up. So um, we're going to tackle the first two today. Um, so first one being anything is possible. Let's start there. What do we mean when we say, surely we don't mean anything, right? Well, I I don't know. Maybe we do. Do we, Mike? (laughs) What do we mean when we say anything is possible? Yeah,
1: I'll just read the description. Here's how it reads on our website. We believe our God is forever faithful, and with him all things are possible. Therefore, we will be a people of faith, refusing to dream small dreams or pray safe prayers. We will take risks, bank our lives on God's promises, and be confident in his ability to do abundantly more than we can ask or imagine.
0: All right so then as I'm hearing that explanation you know there's one of the things that I can't help but notice is the the place that faith plays in that conviction yes. right so to believe that anything is possible yeah. obviously requires faith so how would we define faith well, of course it's a blind leap, right? You just, yeah. cl- you close your eyes and jump. A wing and that's- a prayer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, honestly, nothing could be further from the truth. And I think that's a good place to start with what faith isn't. You know, faith is not hope and a prayer. Uh, it's not blind optimism, just believing the best without knowing what the future holds, nor is it hopeful, wishful thinking, you know, just hoping <laughs> things go the best, uh, go, you know, go the way that I want them to go. I got my fingers crossed. That's right. Hoping for the best. Uh, So actually what faith is, we find a great definition of it in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Here's what it says. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so according to what the writer of Hebrews says, faith is comprised of two things, confidence and conviction, confidence and conviction. So we are 100% confident that God's word and will will come to pass. And then we're also deeply convicted that things we haven't seen and can't see actually exist and will one day be seen. Uh, The way we've defined faith around here, it's us believing that God is who he says he is and that he'll do all that he's promised to do. I've also said it this way, it is us being confident of the past, present, and future because God promised it was,
0: it is, and it will be so. Simple definition of faith. All right, so then you're given that, right, to believe that anything is possible. Uh, the question I wanted to ask is like, how much faith do I need? Do I need like five pounds of faith Do I need 10 pounds of faith? Like how much faith is it we need?
1: How much do you weigh? Like?
0: <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think two think it's different. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's based on your weight, okay. <laughs>
1: it's based on your weight, that's right. <laughs> no, I, I love what Jesus says in the gospels. He, he talks about mustard seed faith, um he, he in Matthew 17:20 he he says it if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you and so what he doesn't say is that if you want to accomplish significant things god-sized things that you need mountain-sized faith yeah he says no all it takes is is faith the size of a mustard seed and i don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed but it is tiny yeah tiny, tiny, I think it's one of the tiniest seeds that exists. And again, Jesus says, if you have that amount of faith, you can move mountains and nothing will be impossible. And, and the simple point he's making is this, that small faith in a faithful God can accomplish impossible things. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about the size of our faith. It's about the size of our God in right. which we place our faith, yeah. right? The object of faith is what matters, the difference maker is not how much faith you can muster up 5 pounds 10 pounds 20 pounds no <laughs> so the difference maker again is the size of god which i think is incredibly comforting right yeah um, because christ is saying man just just muster up a little bit if you can just muster up a little bit and place it in me mm-hmm. then i can accomplish impossible things through you i find that incredibly comforting yeah right um and i think we all do
0: yeah i mean it should be I find it the the comforting piece about it is that it's more to do with who he is and not what I'm capable of doing That's or right. believing. Right. So, you know, just having that small amount of faith, but again, to trust him and believe in him to do the things that he said he would do. Yes, is the key. That's right. All right. So we're going to move on to the second conviction statement. Uh, the next one we're going to tackle is everyone needs a second chance. So. Same thing we did last time, James. What do we mean when we say that? Yep. Well, let me just read the blurb again if I can. This is going to be a really easy episode for you. It is, man. (laughs) Okay, here we go.
1: We believe our God is a God of grace and second chances. It's only because of his grace expressed in Jesus that we can know new life in him and eternal life with him. Therefore, we will be a people of grace extending freely to others what God extended freely to us. Grace will be the platform from which we share the truth so people far from God can experience the second chance at life only he offers.
0: All right, so similar to anything with is possible, right? You know, faith was kind of like the common theme there, right? Grace yep. is the next one. That's correct. Right? So when we're talking about everyone needs a second chance, not deserves, right? That's right. None of us, <laughs> everyone, deserve,
1: none of us deserve a second right. chance.
0: Everyone needs a second chance. Yes. Uh, We're talking a lot about grace. So now this may seem like an obvious question, but again, I think it's really important for us to be clear here. Why is grace so important?
1: Yeah. Well, Paul's answer is simply this, because we are dead in our sins and trespasses. Yeah. Right, he talks about this in Ephesians chapter 2. Um, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, Mm -hmm. following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Okay, that's not good. No, it doesn't sound good. No, (laughs) not at all. And, And again, Paul's telling us that because we are sinful by nature, we are dead, mm-hmm. and we all know dead people can't do anything—nothing—to help themselves.
0: What does "dead" mean in the Greek? It's—it's it's
1: dead. Yeah, <laughs> it just means you're dead. And so spiritually, that's the idea: is that we are unable to help ourselves in any way. We can't bring ourselves back to life. And as spiritually dead, sinful people, we are under the wrath of God. There's nothing that we can do to free ourselves from that. And so apart from the grace of God we are helpless and hopeless in every way. Mm-hmm. This is why we need grace. Yeah. And praise God yes that he he gave us what we needed, right? Mm-hmm. Um Paul keeps going on in the text and and he writes about God's response to our helpless hopeless condition. He says, but God, two, two of the greatest words in all the Bible, did, yes. but God, we were dead, but God, not but us, Yep, not but we're so awesome and we figured it out and we cleaned <laughs> our act up and no, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so I, I love this, God showed us mercy, which means undeserved kindness uh, withheld from us, the very wrath that we deserved from him and and in Christ made us alive. Yeah. Uh, showed us grace, like gave us a gift that that we don't deserve, that we have not earned. And, and that resulted in, a new, resulted in a new condition. We came alive spiritually right. and also a new position, raised us up with Christ. If we know him, we're now loved sons and daughters in, in his family. And so this is a beautiful, beautiful promise that because we're in the family now, um, seated with Jesus in heavenly places, we, we hold this position of royalty in God's kingdom, if you will. Yeah. And so if you could just envision Christ seated at the right hand of God, the father ruling and reigning over all things as King, like Paul is teaching in a spiritual sense, we're already there with him. Yeah, Already right now in present time, we are there with Christ. And we know that one day in the future, we will be physically with him ruling and reigning alongside of him in his kingdom forever. And it's all because of the grace of God. And so I think the next question is why would God do that?
0: That's a really good question.
1: Because we don't deserve it. No. As we said, we needed it. But we didn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. God God gave it, why Why would he give it? Uh, verse seven, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Okay, this is insane to me. Why did God give us grace? So that for all eternity, he can show us grace and kindness given to us in Christ Jesus. It's crazy. It, it makes no sense, okay? Yeah. This is a super weak analogy, but I'm going to use it just in case it'll help, okay?
0: <laughs> well, what would be a good analogy, I know, there's analogy, no great right? analogy, yeah. but
1: so I'll use a weak one. But if you think about why parents have kids, yeah. why does a parent have a kid? It's not because those kids can do all kinds of great stuff for you. I mean, Mike, yeah. you have kids, I have kids. You know, they're like little parasites at times. They just, you know. <laughs> but we love them. They're we precious love them. treasures. They, but they take, that's all they do, right? Especially yeah. in, in infancy yeah. and when they're toddlers, like they can't give you anything. Right. You know, waking up all hours of the night, buying clothes that they're outgrowing every month. And right, <laughs> there's, there's nothing they can do for you. Right. But you are pouring out blessing and kindness and love and care on them because they belong to you. They're yours, right? Yeah. Okay, here's the analogy, the very weak analogy. In a similar way, God in his grace has brought us into his family so that one day he can bring us safely home to be with him and he can just keep pouring out grace and kindness and care and love on us as people who truly at the end of the day have absolutely nothing to offer him. Wow. It's a fascinating truth. Yeah. And this is why the grace of God is such an amazing thing. And so with that, let me just add a couple thoughts, okay? Our, our response, uh, how do we respond to, to all that God has done? Well, we, we give the grace we've received. Right. This is why at Crosspoint, we work really hard to always err on the side of grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously hold fast to the truth. We preach the truth of God's word every week. We call people to live that out. We'll never avoid the truth. Uh, but will always err on the side of grace. And so if you belong to this church, we're gonna call you to that, yeah. to show the grace of God to people, no strings attached. I would I would also say that if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you don't belong to Cross Point and this conversation about grace and Christ is new to you and you are one of those people who need a second chance, yeah. never received the grace of God and you're wondering how you do that, uh, Paul answers it in verses eight and nine, for by grace, you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. And so listen very closely. Receiving the grace of God is a matter of faith. Yeah, You receive it by faith. You don't work for it. You don't clean your life up in hopes that God will give it to you You simply go to God in faith and you believe that Christ is the Lord, is your savior. Confess that God raised him from the dead and God in grace blesses you with what we've talked about today. Uh, Salvation brings you into his family, raises you up to new and eternal life. And there's a reason God set it up this way so that we can't go around bragging about what we did to accomplish (laughs) our salvation. Nobody Nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. (laughs) But the truth is salvation belongs to God and him alone. Uh, It is a gift, not a reward, something received, not something that is earned. And God is the one that receives all the glory for this. And so if you need to receive it, I I would just invite you to to make that decision today. Go to God in faith and ask for his grace.
0: Man, that's good. So this is why you know essentially why we believe everyone needs a second chance because we've been given a second chance therefore we have to extend that grace uh to others as well so i think that is probably a pretty good place to go ahead and put a pin in it yeah uh next week we're going to be coming back we'll be talking about the next two conviction statements which is we need each other this is probably one of my favorites yeah. Uh, and suffering people are worth fighting for. So don't miss. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about those things. But until then, know that uh, we're here for you. We'll love you, and we'll see you next week.